BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Five months have passed since Hamas brutally attacked Israel, launching a vicious war for Israel's very survival. As Israel fights for her existence, so many people around the world, even in America, Israel's greatest ally, have turned their backs on the Israeli people right when they need friends the most. Friends like us. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is on the ground in Israel, delivering critically needed emergency supplies to those suffering right now. There is an immediate need for essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. Many cannot return to their homes because of rocket fire in the north from Hezbollah. Israel is in desperate need, and that's why I'm partnering with the fellowship today. Every donation is urgently needed. To give to IFCJ, visit supportifcj.org. That's one word supportifcj.org your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support supportifcj.org god bless and thank you on the jordan harbinger show you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them from spies to ceos even an undercover agent who infiltrated the gambino crime family you're about to hear a preview of the jordan harbinger show with jack garcia who did just that my career was 24 out of 26 years was solely dedicated working undercover. Now I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. 
For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. All of my amazing thoughts on Biden's VP pick. College football. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And are players going to get paid? Should they get paid? And finally, one of the cooler videos I've seen. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. It's going to be an outstanding show tonight. Now, I know what you're thinking. Jesse, it's always an outstanding show when you're here. And of course, that's right. And it's not just because we have all kinds of cool news. We're going to talk everything from vice presidential picks to college football. How many people out there can just be that versatile like I am? I'm like a, a Swiss Army knife. No, it's going to be an outstanding show because I have a belly full of tacos. And therefore, I'm in an outstanding mood. I don't even care that we have two commies running on the Democrat side. I've accepted that forever. And before we get into all the hypocrisy of politics and what Kamala said before and what she's saying now and all these other things, let's just understand something very, very, very clearly here. None of these people mean anything they say, ever. You realize that, right? Now, I have because I ran for office twice and lost twice. And now I do politics for a living and we have politicians come on the show and they call me and text me and all these other things. I have a unique peek behind the curtain every now and then of how politics really works and I'm here to tell you these guys when you see them savaging each other on TV yelling at each other back and forth and then they send out the campaign email hey send $25 to Joe Schmo look at how he beat up Senator Idiot and you're like yeah he got him here's my 25 bucks they were having cocktails like 10 minutes after that That's not a cynical thing. I'm not trying to make you a cynic like I am. I'm really not. I'm telling you, that's how it really is. This is all theater. All politics is theater. Politics is, well, it's for people who want power, who will do anything to gain power. And once they have power, they'll do anything to keep it and expand it. That includes acting mad about things they're not really mad about. That includes acting happy about things they're not really happy about. It includes acting really, really offended. That's whatever other, whatever your opponent happens to be saying at the time. Do you remember Kamala Harris during the primary when there were 9,000 candidates out there? And she decided that was going to be the time she took down Joe Biden. You remember this? You also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. Of course, of course, that's peak Democrat politics right there. Oh, remember, she didn't stop. She kept going. So I have more people supporting me in the black community that have announced for me because they know me. They know who I am. Three former chairs of the Black Caucus, the only African-American woman that ever been elected to the United States Senate. A whole range of people. No, My point no, is, not true. The other that's one is true. here. <laughs> All right, that was very funny. That was very funny. But remember, she didn't mean any of that. None of these people care. Because fast forward to yesterday, and here's Joe Biden. I have the great honor to announce that I've picked Kamala Harris. 
a fearless fighter for the little guy and one of the country's finest public servants as my running mate. Let's just stop right there briefly for a moment. They all talk about the little guy. None of these people give a crap about the little guy. You need to understand that. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't at all. They care about themselves. And once you understand that about politicians, about humans in general, you'll want what I want. And that's government just to be teeny, 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 tiny. And everyone else can just get out of the way. Biden continued. Back when Kamala, by the way, I have no idea whether or not I say Kamala or Kamala. I'm pretty sure it's Kamala. But I've been rolling with Kamala for a long time because of that professional wrestler who just died recently. You remember him? I was a huge professional wrestler when I was a wrestling fan when I was a kid. He was the black dude and he was huge and he had his face painted in some weird African warrior face paint and he was frightening and he was awesome. And his name was Kamala and he spelled it the same way. And now I've committed to saying Kamala, so I don't care whether it's right or not. I'm not changing. Biden continues. Back when Kamala was attorney general, she worked closely with Bo. Bo was Biden's uh, son who passed away. I watched as they took on the big banks, lifted up working people, and protected women and kids from abuse. I was proud then, and I'm proud now, to have her as my partner in this campaign. The love fest continued as Kamala had to get on and retort and thank old Uncle Joe, quote, Joe Biden can unify the American people because he spent his life fighting for us. As president, he'll build an America that lives up to our ideals. I'm honored to join him as our party's nominee for vice president and do what it takes to make him our commander in chief. Now let's pause there just briefly. These people very likely hate each other. President and vice president do not have to get along. As evidenced by, look at the last ones, Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Do you know how odd it is that Barack Obama would not endorse Joe Biden until every single other candidate had dropped out of the race? Joe Biden was Barack Obama's vice president for eight years. Campaign for him. You're vice president. You're the lackey. You're out there doing whatever. Eight years and Obama's all, well, let's, let's see who else makes it. That's politics, though. These people don't have to get along. They very likely despise each other. All a vice president pick is for a presidential candidate, usually all a vice presidential candidate is, or nominee is, they fill in the gaps. They fill in what you think your perceived gaps are. If you're Barack Obama and you're looking for a vice president, well, what do you not? That you know what your gaps are. Believe me, they're they're checking poll numbers every day. They know what their gaps are. They they read the news. You're Barack Obama. You have no resume. You've never even had a real job. You've been in the United States Senate for a cup of coffee, and you're black. You're the first black guy ever to try this on that level. Okay. Well, we can't we can't lose the white working class. We have to get them for an election. Mm, well, we definitely need some experience. Barack Obama. I'm not sure if he's ever stepped foot outside of Chicago. What are we going to do? So you pick Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who was a nobody. Joe Biden, who's still a nobody, but he'd been in the Senate for 9,000 years. He'd been all overseas. He was on the Foreign Affairs Committee. So he fills in that gap. Donald Trump did the same thing. You're Donald Trump. Hardcore. Build the wall. Nationalist. Say some really crude and crass things in your face. You need somebody to even that out. 
You need somebody Midwest to even that out. Along comes everybody's favorite uncle, Mike Pence, who looks like he just wants to pat you on the shoulder and give you a Werther's original and have a nice talk and tell you how wonderful you are in this tone of voice that never seems to change. It's balance. It's a balancing act. You're Joe Biden. What are your deficiencies? Well, one, you don't have a functioning brain. So you need somebody who has one of those. That's going to be critical for the office of the presidency. Two, you're a white dude. Now, I realize that probably doesn't matter to you. Certainly doesn't matter to me. But you remember what our guest yesterday, Ken the Court, had to say about that, the Politico dude who'd been doing it forever? Because I, I can't wrap my mind around this identity politics thing. I have to have a woman. I have to have a man. You better be black. Well, let's get a white dude. Like, I, I don't think about things in that way. The Democrat Party does. They do. You heard him talk about it yesterday. It is critically important to black women who are an important constituency of the Democratic Party. 97%, I think it is. They want to see a black woman. Well, you're Joe Biden. That puts you in quite a bind, doesn't it? Um, let me see here. I'm looking at my list, and, well, there's about three of those nationally. There was Susan Rice, there was Stacey Abrams, and there's Kamala Harris. So we picked Kamala Harris. But setting all that stuff aside, where does that put us as the United States of America? We have to have a black woman as vice president? Doesn't that sicken you if you stop and think about that? That's the person who's a heartbeat away with a man, if he wins, that's not doing well, that person is a heartbeat away from being the commander-in-chief of the most powerful nation on earth. And we're worried about her skin color? We're worried about her gender? This is what we are now? Is that what we are now? And this is the problem people make on the right. And we had better change this. You had, and I have. We have to fight fights like that. People on the right way too often because they want to they they be welcomed in the cocktail parties. Oh, yes, pass me another champagne, Marty. I realize you work for CNN. They want to get invited to the cocktail parties. They want people in the media to write nice things about them. So they'll say things all the time trying to play this identity politics game. What? I'm thrilled there's a woman. It's about time. That's playing on their field. Don't do that. Who cares if it's a woman? Let's get somebody qualified to lead the nation. Donald Trump, as you can imagine, had some things to say. Very big into raising taxes. She wants to slash funds for our military at a level that nobody can even believe. She uh, is against fracking. Fracking is, she's against petroleum products. I mean, how do you do that and go into Pennsylvania or Ohio or Oklahoma or the great state of Texas. She's against uh, fracking. Fracking's a big deal. Uh, she's in favor of socialized medicine, where you're going to lose your doctors, you're going to lose your plans. She wants to take uh, your health care plans away from 180 million Americans. 180 million Americans that are very happy with their health insurance, and she wants to take that away. She did very, very poorly in the uh, primaries, as you know. She was expected to do well. And she was, she ended up at right around 
and spent a lot of money. She had a lot of things happening, and so I was a little surprised that he picked her. I love Donald Trump. I love when he gets in that petty campaign mode, and I don't love it because I think it wins over independence or anything like that. I love it because that stuff gets under the skin of these politicians so bad. They're not used to that at all, and it's awesome. And of course, the Trump campaign already had an ad ready. It's pretty good. Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony. But not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala. Perfect together. Wrong for America. Slow Joe. I like that. But I do have to question, why not sloppy Joe? Trump's used that before. And who doesn't? Well, maybe that's why. Everybody loves a sloppy Joe. Barack Obama did put out a line. We'll just stop after the first sentence here. Joe Biden, Joe Biden nailed this decision. You know what? I think that's all that we need to know. I think that pretty much sums everything up. Best of luck, not really, to Biden and Harris. Now, all that ugliness may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. You know what will make you have a great time with your family? Hear me on this. For your family, this is awesome. I realize Battle Box is for dudes. It's a dude subscription. You can get it for as little as $30 a month. You can go to BattleBox.com, drop the E, use the code JESSE, and you get 20% off all that. I mean, it's, it's absurdly cool. But BattleBox, opening it with your kids is so much fun. doesn't matter if they're boys or girls. My boys open mine with me, and it's, it's like Christmas every single month. A bunch of cool new gear that they have instructions inside on how to use it, or you can watch their show, Southern, Southern Survival, and they'll actually show you how to use it. On top of it being fun, full of cool stuff, I told you yesterday about the disposable grill. Might be important, right? Survival tips might be important. You never think you need them until you need them, and then you wish you knew. These things are really cool. And a lot of the things that I've been getting, with the exception of the one-time use grill, they're long-lasting. I told you about the hatchet I got. Uh, If you saw it, you'd understand. Go to BattleBox.com. Remember, there's no E in battle. BattleBox.com. Use the code JESSE. Get 20% off. Sign up today. You will love it. We'll be back. We're going to talk briefly about college football for a moment. Now, I don't care if you're not a college football fan. Hang with me here. Hang with me. Listen, as I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, doesn't matter whether you're a football fan, baseball fan, sports fan in general, or hate sports. Doesn't matter. Sports is a part of culture. It is a part of every nation's culture. Throughout history, they have some sort of sport because it's healthy. It's healthy for people to participate in. It's healthy for people to watch. It gives a sense of unity, a sense of camaraderie. 
We are having sports either ripped away from us because of this Black Lives Matter crap that nobody wants to watch or this idiotic coronavirus stuff. We have big, big parts of college football potentially not happening at all. Kevin, I think this has been the most consequential day in the history of college football. Never have any of us seen anything quite like this. You know, where it goes from here, I think, is really the big question. You just read the statements from the ACC and the SEC. But ultimately, I, I think it's going to be the Big 12, which is always the, the quirky conference mm. that will ultimately determine which way this goes. If the Big 12 decides to fold, to cancel the season, I think it will make it suffocatingly difficult for the ACC and the SEC. As far as reaction, I think you know what the reaction is, Kevin. You've been on our program. and. The callers want to see college football. Uh, they understand the issues. They understand the protocols, but uh, they desperately want to see games. And, and that's why so many people around this country, as you have said repeatedly for the last couple of hours, are so devastated and heartbroken by these announcements today. It's a big deal. I know you might not care about college football. I'm telling you, it is a big deal. Because we do not have many things left in this country. Sadly, but we don't have many things left in this country that bind us. We don't share common values anymore. We simply do not. I wish we did. We don't. Sports is one of the last things. They already ruined professional sports with the kneeling and the Black Lives Matter and all this other crap. We can't let something like college football. It sounds small. It's not small. Nick Saban's out here saying it's best for the players. I want to play, but I want to play for the players' sake. The value they can create for themselves. I know I'll be criticized no matter what I say, that I don't care about player safety. Look, players are a lot safer with us than they are running around at home. We have around a 2% positive ratio on our team since the 4th of July. It's a lot higher than that in society. We act like these guys can't get this unless they play football. They can get it anywhere, whether they're in a bar or just hanging out. He's 100% right. Of course they can play. And that, on top of the fact, does nobody want to step up and say, um, supremely healthy 18, 19, 20-year-old football players have a risk at, oh, about zero of dying from coronavirus. Your professional level athletes just fine. We'll get them the care they need. Let them play. America needs it, which has brought up an interesting debate. I'm just going to spend just a moment on it. I hear people talk all the time about you see this argument all over the place. From these sports writers, which it's ironic. Of course, sports writers are talking about how they should cancel the season. You idiots realize why you get paid, right? But be that as it may, all the sports writers, of course, because they're all Democrats, have to come out and say, well, this is, the players should unionize. This is why all the players should get paid. We need to pay these players. Understand this, people. I know a ton of college athletes. My wife was a scholarship athlete. These people are treated like royalty, royalty, four-year, oftentimes six-figure education paid for while you're paying for your student loans when you're 35. They never saw a student loan payment. Meals, and I'm not just talking about three squares a day. I'm talking banquets. 
athletic facilities like these people will never see again ever in their lifetime. Flat screen TVs, video games, recliners, first class air travel, swag all over the place, worshipped like gods on campus. Your face on a billboard, promotional opportunity after promotional opportunity, the life of a college athlete, I have to tell you, it is glorious. And when I hear these awful, whiny stories, it's always from some player, ah, they don't treat us right. Oh, shut up. You live like a king. These players live like kings. That's number one. Number two, you realize that Football programs in most schools across the country are the only thing that make any money. There are some basketball schools that do, but for the most part, football funds everything else. So when you're one of these people that says, pay the players, it's capitalism. Okay. So female softball player has to pay to go to school? I, you said it's capitalism. Well, I don't know how your version of capitalism works. My version of capitalism works like this. I have employees. My employees help me make money. Or if they cost me money, they're no longer my employees. They are fired. Be careful what you wish for. All right. Just had to go off on a little tangent there. Not going to go crazy here. Now, I might go crazy about this next thing. It's called Warrior's Heart Foundation. And this is why it matters to me, because you and I forget about our veterans. I'm not, it's not because you're a bad person. Now, I am a bad person, but that's not the reason why. It's just you get busy with your daily life, wife, kids, job. And it's easy to forget about the fact we have for, oh, about 20 years now, sent our young men and women overseas to see and do terrible things on your behalf, on my behalf. And they come back and they don't get good help. I know people talk all the time about we need to reform this, we need to reform that, we need better this. I'm talking to these guys and I'm telling you they don't get the help they need. And so you end up alone and you feel alone and you feel like nobody cares. And that's why we get these terrible, terrible numbers out there, these suicide numbers out there, these PTSD numbers out there, they're awful. Warriors Heart Foundation, they're actually doing something about it. They're doing something about it. We're talking getting these guys the help they need, supplementing insurance costs, scholarships. They're finding the guys feeling alone and getting them real help. Go to warriorsheartfoundation.org slash the first. That's warriorsheartfoundation.org slash the first. Now it's a 501c3. Give. These guys need it. Please give. We'll be back. Joining me now is political analyst and regular on the show, Dave Reboy. Dave, let's begin at the beginning with the Biden-Kamala Harris pick. Everybody knows these vice presidential picks are just picks to fill in whatever gaps the presidential team thinks he has. Is being a black woman the only gap the Biden team thinks he has? Surely they're aware he has others. Well, I'm not, uh, I mean, I'm sure she fills the, the, uh, the diversity quota enough, but I'm not sure, and, and I think she fills the attack dog quota, but I'm not sure what else she brings to the ticket, really. 
um, she's not. She doesn't inspire the the traditional Democrat base. She fell flat completely uh, when she ran on her own. She 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 did poorly even in her own state of uh, of of California. I mean, when I lived in San Francisco, she was the DA, and uh, she was no she was not exactly known as tough on crime. I know that there's been a weird narrative about her being you know Kamala the cop on one hand. And on the other hand, when she was in San Francisco, she refused to seek the death penalty for for uh, you know for some some egregious cases, and and was always cutting the um, uh, was always cutting uh, deals to get uh, illegal criminals off the hook. Um, but anything can be kind of um, you know, and anything can can be repackaged in in politics, as we know. Dave. I- I don't think charisma can be defined, but why doesn't she have it? I mean, look, she's, she's especially for her age, she's a good-looking woman, no question about it. She can speak well. Like you said, she was an attorney for a long time. But you're right. Like, I mean, she has, on paper, she looks like, man, this has got to be a dynamo. But she gets up there, and it just doesn't connect. Why? I think there's some people that that kind of bleed fakeness and inauthenticity. And I think she's absolutely one of those people. You know, she can be as scripted as possible and as well put together as possible. And yeah, she's 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 very attractive, um, and she's well spoken. Uh, she is articulate, but it's 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 obvious that what you're what you're hearing is someone that wants to flimflam you. Um, I think she is a kind of politician in the mold of a Cory Booker. Um, or, or maybe someone else. I'm not saying that because Cory Booker is also black. I'm saying it because Cory Booker is also obviously inauthentic. Dave, the Joe Biden mental capacity thing, I'm hearing repeatedly from people inside that Beltway rumor mill that it's getting worse and it's getting worse quickly. Let's do this random hypothetical thing, which actually could easily come true, but let's assume for a moment, Joe Biden really can't do it. And they figure out he can't do it before the actual convention. What do you do if you're the Democratic Party then? Besides scream your head off at the disaster you have on your hands, what do you do? Well, I've always thought that uh, that the Democrats would not hesitate at all to pull a Torricelli, which was what they did in New Jersey. Things were getting rough for for uh, for uh, Torricelli, who was who was the senator at that time. And before the election, his his numbers were bad. They just pulled him, and they popped someone new in. And you know, people say no, no. I mean, I I know I know some some people in the Democrat Party who said no, no. You know, a few months ago, they said no, no, no. There's no way they can do that. They don't have the guts to do that. They don't have the shame to, you know, that uh, they don't have the shamelessness to do that. And I think it's obvious they have the shamelessness to do that. Um, things are getting bad for Joe. They'll just swap him out, and the media will cover for them. I mean, they they know that they have the media in their pocket, and they're they're just they're just going to push this for the left. This is this election is absolutely existential. They've put everything that they have into the idea that Trump is an existential threat to the country, he's a fascist, he's a Nazi, he's a racist, he's this and that, and he must be defeated for the country to survive. 
Now, if they don't defeat him, or if defeat seems defeat for Trump seems uncertain, then there are a whole lot of there's a whole lot of walking back that they've got to do in order to get back to anything resembling a, a you know coherent United States. I know you and I talk a lot about national divorce as as a topic. Um, and you know they they call us you know right wing nuts, but I think it's going to be very obvious that if Trump wins, the Democrats are going to be looking at that option very seriously, and things that they made fun of us for for years are going to be taken very seriously in places like the Atlantic and the New Yorker and Vox and the New York Times and the Washington Post. So they're they're really in a corner. They have no other choice. Okay, but you think the Democrats would push for it if Trump got elected as far as national divorce goes? And if things are that desperate, I mean, you're, you're saying Democrats are that desperate, and I don't disagree, that they would actually push to just break up the country or they'd switch out Joe, and I agree, then why pick Joe? I mean, look, it's not as if I'm a big fan of anybody in the Democratic field. I mean, maybe Tulsi a little bit. Let's not go into that right now. But there were a bunch of young, qualified candidates there all over the map, too, and their views all over the map. If you're going to obsess on identity politics, there were men, women. You had a black woman, white dude. They had a gay dude. They had, they had, you had everything, and you went with the old, boring guy who's losing his mind. If you're that desperate, why Joe Biden? You had four years to prepare. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit a sin uh, in interview world, which is to say I don't know. Um, I'm going to say probably probably within the next six months to a year, we'll have at least one tell-all book describing how the selection of Biden exactly went down. Uh, I'm not sure how it did go down. I'm not sure how the, um, the, the party structure decided on Biden, because the point that you make is very good, which is that there was really no reason why you know, considering how unpopular they believe Trump is, considering how um, how excited their base is, they could have brought out the vote for anybody. And to put Biden in there made no sense whatsoever. You know, the rationale at the time was, hey, you know, he's got the support of African-Americans in South Carolina. Well, okay, as if African-Americans around the country six months down the line will, would would not vote for another candidate on the Democrat ticket. I think it, it it's just it's just silly. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't I really don't know why. I think the answer to why they picked Biden is less uh, apparent than the reason for why they picked Harris, which is Harris is the continuation of the Obama presidency. She was their pick. She was the pick of all of their staff, of, of most of the Obama administration staffers. It was really between, um, between Kamala and Mayor Pete. That's really where the old, um, the old Obama crew were, were dispersed to. So she is, I mean, she's great because she's, um, I mean, she's the poster child for inauthentic uh, corporate globalist uh, te uh, tech tyranny. And, um, you know, and, and, and that's, what, that's what they love. That's what they want to continue. And um, I think we'll see a lot of folks back in the White House with, um, if, if 
were unlucky enough to have, to have Joe Biden win from, from the Obama administration. I think also the other hidden aspect to, uh, to the Harris pick was that now the, the, the Sanders wing has been cut off from power. So it's, it's likely to me that there was some kind of power sharing arrangement. I think by now, all the top positions in the Biden administration have been given away. Many of the most important ones given to some of the woke Sanders crowd. For example, um, you know, Keith, Keith Ellison as attorney general, and oh. you know, the, the most ideological positions are gonna be given already to the Bernie Sanders uh, crowd. And the most kleptocratic positions, treasury secretary, things like that, are going to be given to the, the Obama uh, to the Obama crowd. So I think I think they've already figured out who's getting what, and that was definitely part of the the, uh, the Sanders calculus or the, uh, the the Harris calculus. Dave Reboy, that was extremely accurate and very depressing. Thank you. I appreciate you, my friend. That's the best. All right. Good to see you. All right. Well, I don't know about you, but. I'm ready for a storm shelter now. I'm ready for some kind of vault. A gun safe, maybe? You realize you can get an America-made one, right? You realize you can not only get one that's stock if you want. You can go to vaultprousa.com slash jesse right now and look. They have all kinds of great stock ones. Or you can customize these things. I'm talking custom shelves, everything else. Go to vaultprousa.com slash jesse. This is a veteran-owned company. A company with lifetime, lifetime warranties. What do you know that's warrantied for life? You can't find a rock out there that's warrantied for life. You can at Vault Pro. These things are incredible. It's time to start locking up your valuables, keeping things safe from theft, from fire, maybe keeping yourself safe from something else. Go to vaultprousa.com slash jesse. Do not forget to use the promo code TheFirstTV. The First TV. We'll be back. Joining me now is friend of mine, yet first time he's been on the show. He's an actor and director, got a new movie out called America, America, God Shed His Grace on Me. His name is Nick Searcy. Nick, first of all, you're obviously the most famous person we've had on, big fancy movie star and stuff like that. What's the best food item you've ever... I can't What's the best food item you've ever had, either on set or backstage? You, they cater in lobster and stuff for you fancy types? You know, I always like sushi day. You know, they, they oh. bring in the sushi sometimes once a week and uh, there's also you know a lot of prime rib days you know that, that, that you know usually the food because i work on very high profile very very expensive movies so uh, you know yeah. we get good food yes well of course of course all right nick you are doing something that i love something that i believe in all the way now you see people complain all the time on the right about the culture we're losing the culture we're losing the culture we're losing the culture but then they don't get involved in things like that. You know, if you're mad about schools, we needed to run for school board. And if you're mad about things like the entertainment industry, which does basically suck now, we need some kind of alternative. You're doing that. Talk about it. 
Well, yeah, I think we uh, we have to, as conservatives, we have to accept the fact that the culture is important, and in order to affect the culture, you have to create products that people will want to consume. You have to create television shows and programs that people like, and you also have to have a delivery system in order to get them to the audience, because Hollywood no longer serves the middle of the country. They, they're basically just making movies for each other so that they uh, can convince each other how woke they are. So what I'm trying to do is just create product that uh, you know people like you and I, intelligent people, in other words, can enjoy. And also I'm working with a, a group called Creato Studios to create a platform whereby we can deliver that product. Because Netflix and Amazon, a lot of those things are dominated by people who hate us. <laughs> Well, one, obviously you're correct, I am very intelligent, but two, obviously you have the ability, you've been in the industry, you know how to do this. Where do you get the money, and what is the delivery system? Because people like you and I, like you said, everybody goes home at night, and they're, they're turning on the TV, it's Netflix, it's Amazon Prime. How do I get to Nick Searcy's next thing? What is the plan for that? Well, that's what we're working on now. It doesn't exist right now. I mean, we uh, one of the, the Criado is trying to create a competitor to Netflix, and we're in the funding process now. And also, you know, where I get my money, I'm, the the film that I'm making now is uh, it's going to be released on October 10th, and it's called America, America, God Shed His Grace on Me, which is a rather unwieldy title, but it's about the founding of the country, and it's a documentary interviewing really intelligent people that know more than other people, in other words, not actors, uh, about <laughs> you know, what, the founding, what the founding of the country was based on, which is the Bible, and, uh, and how that has played out and changed over the years. And it's going it's, it's gonna to be released on October 10th, and we're in the throes of editing it right now. Okay. Why do this film? Of, of all the films you could make to, to, at this point in time, why this one? Well, it's the one they're paying me to do right now. That's one thing. But uh, for another, I think that we're just basically at a time in history where, you know, we're watching our country fall apart on television, and the media is not reporting it. You know, they, they have sort of stopped reporting on all the looting and the violence and the rioting that's going on because they're afraid it'll make their their ticket look bad. And so I just think it's an important time to really address this idea of how did a country that was started on the basis of individual liberty that comes from God, how did we get to this point where we have one political party that's basically wanting to remove God completely out of the public square and make government the only source of everything. And, you know, I think it's an important film for that reason. Nick, obviously you're much, much, much older than I am. When did you see this happen in Hollywood? I, I mean, I remember, I, I remember waking up one day and all of a sudden it wasn't the 80s anymore, mid-90s, and it seemed like things changed. But am I just very young and naive? Did this start back in the 50s or something like that? When did Hollywood go from, you know, John Wayne, good guys and bad guys, talking about God, talking about family values, to crap? I think it really started It started in the 60s. Um, there was a, one of the things we talk about in the film is there, a, there was a movie called Inherit the Wind 
about the Scopes trial and, and the way Hollywood and the playwright, it started as a play first, but the way they distorted the facts in that case about evolution being taught in schools, they actually just changed the outcome of the trial and completely distorted the character of, of the main people in the film in order to make Christians look like uh, fools. That that's really was the whole point of it. And, uh, and, and that was a big, uh, one of the first times that uh, Hollywood really went after Christians tooth and nail and they, they haven't stopped since. It got worse in the late 60s, but I believe it began in the late 50s, early 60s. What's it been like for you there? You are not exactly a shrinking violet when it comes to voicing your opinions. You have strong ones. I know for a fact there are other people in your industry who believe the things you believe, and they're a bit quieter about it. You're not. What's it been like for you? Well, you know, I, I, it's, it's been quiet the last few years. I mean, but I, I sort of I think that's uh, not been a bad thing for me necessarily because I kind of, in the middle of doing Justified, I sort of realized that I, you know, being a little bit further along the road than you are, as, as you said, I, I sort of want to spend, you know, the time that I have left making things that I really care about and things that really appeal to me on, you know, an emotional level as well as an intellectual level and to support the things that I believe in. And when Andrew Breitbart passed away in 2012, it really affected me. And uh, it made me question, you know, how much time do I really have left and, and what do I want to do in that time? And so since Justified ended, I've done, you know, I've worked a, a little bit here and there with uh, people that know me. And, uh, but other than that, I've been working on bringing my own pro uh, projects to the screen and I'm going to continue to do that. Where's the coolest place you ever got to go as an actor? <laughs> you know, that's funny. I, I've, I've been to some really crazy places. Dominican Republic was fun. I was there for three weeks making a film. I managed to not drink anything out of the minibar, and so I survived it. <laughs> um, and and I, uh, <laughs> I also did a movie in Romania one time, which was really kind of crazy. And, you know, it sort of gave me a good feel for... Uh, you know, the remnants of a communist country, which is really interesting, just seeing all the crummy architecture and the uh, the bad uh, service in restaurants that was still a holdover from when communism was there. So <laughs> those are the two that jump out at me right away. How outnumbered are you in Hollywood? I mentioned there aren't that many people that are loud about it, but how many people, is there, is there enough where if you get something going, we can actually get something going out there? Because I actually do think that stuff matters a lot for cultures. Well, there's, there's quite a few that are open, like me. There's Dean Cain, there's Kevin Sorbo, there's James Woods, there's a few. Um, it's, it's hard for a young person to be open about it these days because you can't get started that way especially not in this town. But the fact of the matter is that the pandemic has really ruined Hollywood. They have committed suicide over this virus. I don't know how they ever get back. I don't know how you can ever make a movie the same way that you made it before under all these rules that the uh, Actors Union and the uh, Teamsters and those, those groups are now imposing on productions because it's just impossible. You, you have to test everybody every morning. You, if somebody tests positive, you have to have a replacement for them. If an actor gets it, then what happens then? You know, it's, it's, I think it's really, they've, they've cut their own throats 
And to answer your question, there are quite a few people who, you know, come to me all the time and say, I agree with you, but I'm not going to say it out loud because I would never work again. Well, now nobody's working because the whole place is shut down. So maybe it's uh, maybe it's time for all of us to stop uh, hiding and, and come out and be who we are. Nick Searcy, actor, director. Make sure you check out his new movie in October. I appreciate you, Nick. Thanks for having me on, Jesse. You've been killing it with the uh, the, the Kamala jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't know what you talk about. I don't know what you're talking about, Nick. We certainly wouldn't say anything inappropriate on this show. I just think it would really suck to be her. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate you. Right. Home. Well, she's proven she can carry the load. HomeTitleLock.com. Let me explain something to you. Home title theft is not something that happens in some third world country somewhere. It's not something that happens, well, it's just in another state, another town. It's happening right here in the United States of America. And if you pay attention to the things the FBI is saying, it's happening all around you all the time. Your home title is not a piece of paper anymore. Your home title is digital. It exists online. These criminals, they get it. It's easy for them to get it. It's easy for them to forge your signature on it. I know because I saw them do it to mine. They take a loan out against it, and you're toast. You have to pay that loan back, not your home insurance. You do. Get HomeTitleLock.com so it doesn't happen to you. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. While you're there, don't forget to use the promo code JESSE. Get yourself 30 free days. We'll be back. I don't have any witty commentary for this because it doesn't need it. One of the cooler videos I've seen. Enjoy. I am lost. There are some absurdly talented people out there. I can't even draw stick figures. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum. Sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go. Put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, 
Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, U.S. service members and first responders who die or are catastrophically injured in the line of duty and homeless veterans. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us by the men and women who risked their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs walks and climbs a year and dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about America's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. It's time for you to join half a million people in doing what? Well, doing something cool. Get a Burna less lethal pistol. That's Burna. B-Y-R-N-A. It fires powerful ammunition, tear gas, kinetic ammo, incapacitates an attacker for 30, 40 minutes. Having a less lethal option is crucial. It's legal in all 50 states. No background checks are required. They ship it right to your door. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse gets you an exclusive 10% discount. 